Hey guys, welcome to the Eating Friends podcast. I am your host, your girl, of course, Model E. That's right. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, uh, I'm back. Sorry if my voice sounds a little different from you guys. I promise this is Model E. This is nobody else doing the Eating Friends show. This is your girl. I just... I've been a little sick from the weather. No, it is not COVID because if you get sick these days, people automatically think you got COVID. (laughs) So no, it is not COVID. But I do would like to share that I have not been sick in almost two years. I guess, you know, when COVID came, it kind of just took over everything. So no matter what happened to us, what type of sickness or, you know, downness that we've been feeling, you know, they just say, oh, it's just COVID, you know? So, but, um, it, it, it's really, is a cold, it's a sinus cold. I just recently found out that now I have sinus. And, um, so I've been had a, a lot of head pressures and stuff like that to my nose and my ears and everything else. And, um, I started using Flonase and I realized that really helps me. Um, So every day I'm not bombarded with these head pressures. And so once I started taking those, that's when like all this stuff started to come out. So I'm not sure if this is just months and months of (laughs) buildup of this stuff, but I'm glad that it is coming out because I'm sure it needed to come out because I was stuffed up for a while. And so I am actually feeling better today. This is why I am doing this episode because I know I missed last week. I'm sorry. I apologize, but you know, I'm not going to, you know, have you on hold for so long because y'all my peoples, you my peoples. So before we go ahead and start the show, I want to thank you guys. And I also want to... Make sure you guys keep up with me on social media. And remember to always tell a friend to tell a friend. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at ENFriendsPod and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. Now, before we start the show, it's something that I want to get off my chest. And I, this is not the first time that I said this. I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it until it kind of, you know, makes sense to me and also be valuable to me, you know, and this is about the loan forgiveness, the student loan forgiveness. So what made me brought this back up again is because I heard in the news again and, you know, you got the, the Google and the Apple news pop up on your phone and it just, you know, brings up all these exciting news that's going on. And so it just gets my, my thoughts rolling and sometimes it just make my pressure boils. But I have seen, you know, a few months ago that um, they did approve for some student loan forgiveness for certain students and for certain schools. So, and my opinion I believe that the opinion that the forgiveness should be for all students, you know, who went to college because a lot of us went to these schools and of course they were overcharging for these courses. A lot of people went 
very close to finishing, but never has finished because it got too expensive because it was too much money. Or they may have finished, but never got a position within what they, you know, went to school with. So, you know, we got to pay all this money back. Now, my reason is, okay, Biden as of today still is not sure or have clarity on if he's going to forgive some of this loan. Now, I'm not asking for all, but if you agree to do 50% or if you agree to do 15%, I'm okay with that because that will help. Like, don't you know how good that will make my credit look? But the thing that gets to me that I want to get off my chest is that they announced this saying that they will cancel $5.8 billion in student debt for more than 320,000 borrowers, right? Now, now this debt forgiveness will go to the borrowers or the people who have this loan, people who have a total and permanent disability. Now they will be automatically granting using the data that, you know, they get social security and that information will come from that data and that they will start seeing their relief in September. So my reaction to this is that, you know, the government is all for the working people, the American people. I have always felt like this, and this is even before the student loan forgiveness. I've always felt that people who have disability, and no, I don't have anything against people with disability. You can't help that, so I cannot put that on anyone. People who are getting government assistance, you know, people who are getting help from the government. I believe they get everything. They get all the help. It's, it's, it's so easy. But for people like me and a lot of other people out there like myself who actually works for a living, who is very hardworking, who is not dedicated to living off the system. And I am sorry to say, but if you are not living on the system, you don't get shit. You don't get the help as if you were on the, on the uh, assistance. Because I feel when you are on government assistance, that means they can look at you, they can look at everything that you do, they can hold you hostage, and they can run your life. They can tell you what to do and what not to do. So they would do whatever they got to do to keep you in their little parameters, if you understand what I'm saying. But what I am saying, what Model E is saying is that we, those people, we need help as well. You know, yes, we want to have our debt come down because we want to be able to have more money in our pockets. We want to be able to save more money. You know, the world brags about saving and, you know, making sure that you have enough money, living money for at least six months to a year just in case something happens. And a lot of us are not able to do that because we have to pay student loans back. You know, we have to pay our bills. You know, we have to live. We have to survive. And a lot of times, 
people feel they have to choose between eating and going to work. And that is not fair. It's not fair to us. So when I hear that, you know, the Department of Education is doing away with a lot of student loans and is not towards ones who is actually working hard paying these loans back, it really frustrates me to hear that. It really does. And um, I'm just fed up of hearing it. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to continue to do me. And then if it happens, then it happens. If not, then guess what? What am I going to do? There isn't anything that I can do. But I hope that the word gets out and my voice is heard on this situation because there are a lot of people out there like me who are actually looking forward to having some of their student loan forgive because we have spent years in a college doing all this work to get out to to not only work in that field but to struggle to pay the loan back and we were always told in school high school that education is important education is important you need to go to college well i got out i went to college what is it benefiting? it's not benefiting me in any kind of way so i mean many of you may disagree with me on that but you know i'm always here to disagree you know like we can do that we can disagree to agree but there are a lot of us working americans who out there we are doing our thug thizzle we doing what we got to do to survive and live in this world and we got to compete with those who basically kind of sits on their ass and don't do anything you know i want some food stamps <laughs> i want to get help on my mortgage my light bill my water bill my utilities i want to get help you know um I've already got my house, thank God. But shit, the government is giving people, building them houses. They get new apartments. Like, they get everything. And I'm sorry if I feel like, you know, I'm being disrespectful towards anyone out there. I don't have anything against it. I just want it to be fair. Like, I believe that whole system is unfair. The system is just unfair to me. So... That's what I wanted to get off my chest. And I hope Biden and his crew, the U.S. Department, everybody else hear what I'm saying. You don't have to forgive everything. Just all we're asking is to help us because we are helping ourselves. You know, I get so frustrated when I see people in the grocery store with two buggies and we pull up at the registers at the same time. I got to go into my wallet and get my debit card or my credit card to pay for my food, which is $200. But you have a $413 worth of food and two buggies and you are pulling out an EBT card to pay yours. Like, come on, how fair is that? Like, yeah, you may say I'm a little salty. Hell yeah, I'm a little salty. Because sometimes I don't eat red meat, but sometimes I may want to have a steak. You know, I may want to 
buy some A1 Falls, put it on some steak, and just chill and relax and sip it with my wine. Yes, I want to have my whole pantry filled with snacks. I do want to do that sometimes. And I can't do that all the time because I have to pay my bills. I have to put gas in my car to get work, to get to work. I have to make sure that my car is maintained so that I can get to work. I have to make sure that my kids are great. You know, I don't have nobody looking out for me in those areas. It's just me and mine. And sometimes people like us who don't ask for help really should get a little help sometimes. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to move on from that question because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But this is the In Your Friends podcast and I'm going to tell you how it is. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Something that's going on today and this is something kind of local. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is in um Durham, North Carolina. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Durham, Durham, North Carolina, it is um located in North Carolina, not too far from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know, which is the capital of North Carolina, not Charlotte. <laughs> and um, so if you don't know about Durham, you may have heard probably a lot of the bad things about Durham. <laughs> you know, Derm has a lot of um, violence at times and sometimes it can be so overwhelming with them in the news. You know, you cut on the news and you just hear someone got shot today. Someone got shot by driving their car. Um, a bullet, stray bullet just hit a bus or someone been shooting over the holiday and a stray bullet just hit someone or someone just got shot for no reason. It's always something over there. But what I want to talk about over there is how they have a shortage of 911 workers, <clears throat> dispatchers. So now, now this has been going on for a little while. I know everybody has a shortage, but when I went online and looked up 911 dispatch shortages, and the first thing that came up was Durham, North Carolina. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me no one else is having issues with keeping dispatchers? Only North Carolina? So, not too long ago, <clears throat> I really can't remember the whole situation. I saw it on our local news. And the woman, she called 911. She lived in Durham. And she called because she had an intruder was trying to come into her home. And she have called 911 back to back. She said she let the phone ring for about 20 times and no one answered the phone until the seventh call. Now, we all know if you have ever needed an emergency situation and you had to call 911, you expect 911 to answer your call right away. Well, this did not happen for that lady. Luckily, it wasn't that bad. That person just came into that part of her home through her window and just, you know, stole her, um, her bag, her pocketbook, her money and some little stuff like that. And then they left. It was no harm done to her. Thank God. So when she did finally got, um, in contact with them, 
you know, the intruder was already gone. He had already got what he wanted and he was already out the door. But the whole shortage things, only 85% of the calls were answered in like 20 seconds. That's 85%, guys. Now, I remember just hitting the 911 button or the kids hitting the 911 button on the phone and immediately someone in Raleigh automatically picks up the phone. And and one other thing, if you ever do that, just please say, you know, um, I did not mean to call you guys. My apologies. You know, just so you won't waste nobody's time because someone could be calling in, really needing an emergency, and you are just, you know, wasting time. And no one want to have to come out or whatever because that's money. <laughs> that's money and time. So, um, but only 85% of the calls were answered in 20 seconds, whereas in Raleigh, 94% of the calls are answered in 10 seconds. And that's the way it should be. Like, I would love for this number to be like 97, 98%, but 94% is pretty good. So I'm wondering why Derm has such, you know, a shortage and... You know what? I asked that question, but I really kind of, I know the answer. People are tired. It's a lot of violence going on. People are tired. They are scared. They are afraid. So a lot of people don't even want to go to work. They don't even want to be over there in that environment. But being a 911 dispatcher, that's an emergency situation and someone has to do it. And I even, you know, thought about doing that position at one point in my life, you know, just being um, a 911 dispatcher. And I sit and I ask myself, I'm like, can I really, really be a dispatcher? So I'm like, okay, you know, they got these two big screens up and you have the map of your whole city. Um, You have like papers and what they call it um what's the thing that they call it like scripts they have scripts of what you need to say what you need to do so that means I'm gonna have to kind of be maybe a little bit familiar with the area I gotta know how to do with maps I gotta look at um you know the view areas and all type of stuff like that I also gotta learn patience I gotta have a good mental because I have to calm people down in the time of distress and it goes a lot with that position. Um, I don't know if anybody watched the show, but it's um, 911. And um, it's based out of Los Angeles. And Angela Bassett um, actually plays on that show. And I love it. And um, so it's kind of based around the call center in Los Angeles. And oh my God, the things that they go through. And I sit and I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. Like, I would love to help people, but I'm not able to do that. Like, that takes a lot of mental, like, your mental has to be, like, so stable to do that job. Because a lot of people who do that, they actually talk to therapists. They talk to the therapist themselves because you can't really keep all that drama within your head like it's a lot that goes on and you gotta be very strong-willed to do that job and 
don't get me wrong, I'm very strong-willed, but I'm just not strong-willed for that. <laughs> I'm not strong-willed for that job. But for people out there with Derm, you know, I just want to send a message and say, I hope that you guys really come to a point where you can all just come together, you know, stop doing the most and, you know, just, you don't even have to love each other, but just come together, be cordial with one another, just stop doing things that don't need to be done. And also, um, if you're interested in being a 911 dispatcher, if you're in the North Carolina Raleigh area, Please, please apply. They have 25 open positions. 25. Yes, <laughs> 25 open positions. That's a lot. Um, I'm sure the pay is probably very well because the job is it's a very skilled job, but not a skilled job for Model E. So I just want to get that message out of there. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about before we end the show, and this one is something, you guys are going to laugh at this because you know I got to give it to you. If this is something that I saw on the internet, and it is, oh my God, it is talking about being submissive. Yes. Being submissive. Who loves being submissive out there? Do you know exactly what being submissive is? Because a lot of people get it wrong. See, a lot of people think that being submissive is bowing down, doing everything that your man says like a little puppy. And no, that is not it. You can be submissive without taking orders from a person that barks. I promise you. <laughs> So let me go ahead and let me read this of what I saw and we'll talk about it. And I quote, y'all want a submissive woman, but forget you have to be a righteous man. Being submissive does not mean to shut up and sit down when you say so. It means to trust you to lead, protect, and provide. No woman is going to submit to a man who lies acts controlling, or can't meet her emotional and spiritual needs. I agree with this 100% because this is, this is exactly how I would, you know, come out and, and tell you guys about this here. Because I, I told you in the beginning, it's not about bowing down to someone who barks orders. Being submissive is having a man who you can trust that man has to be trustworthy he has to know how to lead let me tell you something that man can know how to lead a horse to a well and to drink the water because you know a lot of time you can lead the horse to the well but you can't make him drink it now he gonna have to make that um that horse drink that water and if you can make a horse drink water i trust your ass but my man, my husband, I am submissive to my husband because I love him. He loves me. We respect each other. Do we get along all the time? Hell no, we don't. But at the end of the day, we are always back friends because 
we are never out of each other's sight, upset and unhappy because we don't know what tomorrow or the next hour brings. So we do our best to channel that negative energy and we make it into something positive. And that's what I love about my husband. So being submissive, the man got to at least lead. You don't want no, you don't want to be around here listening to the man being submissive. Call, matter of fact, no, call yourself being submissive to him. And he don't have a job. Or he can't even keep on a pair of clean underwears. You can't be submissive to nothing like that. It, you got to feel protected. You got to know that in the middle of the night when y'all are sleeping and you hear something and you roll over, you say, baby, I think I hear something. That man is going to jump up like he saw a ghost. He, that means he is ready to protect, okay? And he also got to provide. He got to have something. We got to do something together, baby. Teach me something. I love a man who can teach me something. I don't want to teach you everything. I don't want to show you everything. I want you to show me sometime because I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want you to show me sometime how to do some things. So... And a man can do that. Hell, I'm gonna follow his ass. You damn right. That's my man. I love his ass. You damn right I'm submissive to his ass because he do all those things. He is in control. And when he is not home, then I control. You know, my husband told me behind every CEO there is a CFO or a COO or any other COs. And you're damn right. I'm going to always be his co-pilot. And when he ain't driving, the dumb is probably most time he's driving though. And this is be on the road, off the damn road. <laughs> he's driving most of the time. But if he's not there to pick up, you best believe his baby is there to pick it up. And being emotional and spiritual, <clears throat> um... Being emotional and spiritual doesn't always mean I get up, we got to go to church Sunday morning. It ain't that all the time. When I was younger, I used to believe that, that, you know, you have to go to church and you got to sit and you got to listen to everything what the preacher say. You got you to gotta wait, you got to sit, you got to wait, you got to listen. No, that ain't it all the time. Time has changed. You know, I, I don't have too many friends and know too many people who actually says, oh, I'm going to church in the morning. I can count like two, three people on my hands that I know is a frequent flyer to the church that will go every Sunday, probably be there on Wednesday night Bible study too, and be doing things during the other week. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm not that person. Would I love going to church sometimes? Yeah, I would. But it's the pandemic, so I ain't going to nobody's church. I ain't congregating. I'm not congregating with nobody. I don't even go to nobody's job. I'm at the house working. <laughs> you know? But but if we can heal each other, we know who our spiritual being is. We know who it is. We know. We practice that together. 
we pray together. We pray at night. We pray in the morning. We pray before we eat. And we pray before we do anything. That's all we need. We do all that together. And if y'all, you got a man like that, come on now. Come on. Be submissive. Don't mess around with that man. He's a good man. And if you, you can't be submissive, if there's something missing, you need to talk to him. Because he may not know what he's doing wrong. But be submissive. Don't get it twisted that submissive being means to listen to whatever he said, whatever he do, and do it at that time. Nah, the shit don't work like that. I'm sorry. Don't work for me like that. But it means loving each other, trusting each other, creating something different and beautiful. All right, guys? So please, please, ladies, be submissive, be submissive to that man. He'll love it. And I guarantee you won't hear shit out of him. You won't hear no complaints, no nothing out of him. You go ahead and do it and you tell me, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you. This has concluded the E and Friends podcast with your girl, Model E. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod, on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. Thank you. Love you.